In this Sikha, the Rebbe is going to be discussing Rashi's three different Pirushim on the words Atem Nitzavim Hayoim, discussing why we need these three Pirushim and the order of these Pirushim and so on. So the Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying, on the words Atem Nitzavim Hayoim, Rashi explains, Melame, this teaches us, Shekinza Moshe Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu gathered the Eden in front of Hashem, on the day that he passed away, Lachnisam Bevris, to bring them into a bris, to a covenant with Hashem. The question the Rebbe has is, what exactly is Rashi being machadish? What is Rashi teaching us over here, Melame Shekinzam, that it teaches us that he gathered them, Lachnisam Bevris, if this says clearly in the Pasuk, Atem Nitzavim Hayoim, you're standing here today, Etc. Mentioning who's standing there, to pass in a bris with Hashem. So some of Farshim want to explain that the Chiddush of Rashi, when he says Malamed, is not telling us that there's going to be a bris, because that's as clearly in the Pasuk, but rather the Chiddush is that he gathered them. Because in the Pasuk it just says, Atem Litzavim. So maybe Moshe Rabbeinu didn't gather them, they're just each one standing in their own place, in their own positions, as they usually were, camping around the Oroin. So Rashi says, no, Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them in front of Hashem to bring them into, into the bris. And the proof will be uh, from the words, lachni, uh, be, uh, is from the wor- those words, lachnisam bevris, to bring them into a bris. Because since a bris is done through ha'avorus, a bris is done by passing through something, you need to take the Yidin and bring them, pass them through something, that's the way a bris is usually done. Therefore they have to be gathered first. So this is what Rashi is telling us, that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them. The Rebbe says, however, this is very difficult to, to say this in Rashi, because number one, if that's the case, Rashi should have quoted in his Dibra Maskel, also the words of the Pasuk, which would be the words that are forcing him to say this. Number two, Rashi shouldn't even use the words, Rashi should use the words, because that's the reason why he's gathering them. And number three says the Rebbe, from Rashi it sounds like when Rashi says, Malamit Shekinsam Lachnisam Bevrisis teaches us that he gathered them to bring them into a bris, it sounds like what Rashi is mainly coming to tell us is the fact that he's, that he's gathering them for the purpose of the bris, not the actual fact that he is gathering them. And that Lachnisam Bevris will then only be a proof. Why does he need to gather them? Because it's going to be a bris. It sounds like Rashi's main point is that the reason why he, why he's gathering them now is that that's going to be a bris. In other words, that's, Diuk seems to be, the emphasis seems to be not on the gathering, as the Mephorshim try to say that, the, that Rashi is trying to be Mechadish, that there was a gathering. It seems to be Rashi's main focus is that the purpose is for the bris. The Rebbe says, after Rashi explains these psukim, and the next few psukim, all the way out till after the Pasuk, Laman Hakim, Rashi continues with another two pirushim on Atam Nitzavim. And Rashi says, Umedrish Agado, why does Parsha Atam Nitzavim come just after the Klolis, after the curses, which were in Parsha Savoy? Because the Yidin just heard all of these curses. And they were getting frightened off. Moshe needs to appease them down. Moshe needs to calm them down now. And he says, Atem Nitzavim Hayoim, you're standing strong today. Hareyatem Kayomin Lefanim, you're going to continue to exist in front of him. And then based on that, he also explains the word Hayoim, that you're going to stand strong just like the day itself keeps on shining even after a night. The day keeps on coming back, etc. Then Rashi says, Dovarachar, another explanation. Atem Nitzavim, why are they being told Atem Nitzavim? What's going on here? Because the Yidin were going from one leader to the next, from Moshe Rabbeinu to Yeshua. So Moshe Rabbeinu is now 
bringing them all together in order to encourage them as they go on to the new leader. So the Rebbe asks, number one, what is difficult with the first pirush, for which Rashi needs to have a second pirush, and not only a second pirush, as Rashi himself says, it's medrish agado. In fact, Rashi himself emphasizes it and says, up until here was the pirush, according to the pshutishol parsha. And regarding the second pirush, he says, umedrish agado. And not only that, even the second pirush isn't enough, he even needs to have a third pirush, dovaracher, another pirush about the fact that they're going from one leader to the next. The Rebbe says, on the other hand, as we discussed many, many times, the first pirush of Rashi always will be the main pirush. The second pirush will be somewhat closer to Pshutish Mikra than the third pirush. So we need to understand in what way, in our case, is the third pirush further away from Pshutish Mikra than the second pirush. Another thing the Rebbe says we need to understand is, from the fact that Rashi brings the pirush of Medrash Agoda, as well as the Pirush of the Dover Acher, only after a few psukim, after Laman, Hakim, Oischa, etc., not right in the beginning of the parsha, on the words, on the Pasuk, Atem Nitzavim Ayoim. This tells us that these two Pirushim Rashi are not only about the words Atem Nitzavim, it's also going to be relevant to all of the next few psukim until Laman, Hakim, Oischa, Hayoim, Loilo'am. And as Rashi himself says, after the first Pirush of a few Psukim, he says, Ad can't Pirashti up until here I was explaining the simple words of the Parsha that seems to be implying that the whole Parsha is based on that first Pirush. That means that when it comes now to the Medrish Agoda, this is now going to ha- change the meaning of the rest of the Psukim as well. Nevertheless, Rashi does not tell us in this Pirush what all those Psukim would mean not according to the Medrash Agado or according to the Dover Acher. So we don't understand, says the Rebbe, since the meaning of all of these psukim are now going to change, why does Rashi only explain, only one word he explains, according to the Medrash Agado, what it's going to mean based on the Pirush of Atom Nitzavim, as we said, that since the Yidin were concerned after all of those curses, so Rashi says the word Hayoim means you're going to stand as strong as the day. Says that Rebbe, the explanation in all of this is as follows. From the fact that Rashi says, gathered the Yidin in order to bring them into this bris. And Rashi again does not use the words, this teaches us that Rashi is not coming to explain the words, that's as clearly in the Pasuk, you're going to be having a bris. Rashi is coming to be machadish, is coming to tell us something else that we learn from these words, Atam Nitzavim Hayoim. And that is, simply this, this, this parsha, Atem Nitzavim Hayoim Kulchem, is clearly coming following the end of the previous parsha. In the end of parsha Sovay, we had, Vayikra Moshe Kol Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu calls all the Yidin, and he tells them about all the miracles and wonders that they saw in Mitzrayim, etc., and that therefore they should keep all the mitzvahs and so on. Says the Rebbe, if the, if in our parsha, Atam Nitzavim, would be a separate calling of Moshe Rabbeinu, a separate gathering, then it should have said again, Vayikra Moshe, I'll call Yisrael, or something like that. So clearly it's coming in continuation to the last few psukim of the previous parsha. Now, when we understand those psukim simply, it sounds like, Vayikra Moshe, I'll call Yisrael, the main purpose of that gathering was what it says at the end of Parsha Safi. It was for the purpose of what says in those next few psukim, that he says to them, you saw all the miracles, all the amazing things, all the trials, all the different things that happened in Mitzrayim, and that because of that, you should do all of the things that you were told to do. That was the purpose of that gathering at the end of Parsha Safi. 
Then, as a continuation, we now go on in the next parsha and we continue and we speak about Atam Nitzavim Hayoim, etc. That's what it sounds like simply. This is what Rashi is coming to be, Mechadish. Rashi is coming to tell us that actually, these words, Atam Nitzavim, are teaching us that when Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them, a few psukim back in the end of Parsha Savoy, the purpose was what says in our Parsha, to bring them into this bris. In other words, the purpose of this gathering was not for those words in the end of Parsha Savoy. As we'll soon see, those are sort of more almost in as an introduction to our Parsha. The purpose of, this is what Ashri is telling us, the purpose of that gathering in the end of Parsha Savoy was actually to gather them in front of Hashem to bring them into this covenant, to bring them into this bris. Why do we have to say that? It says that a number of points. Number one, the words Atam Nitzavim seemingly don't belong here. Since it said already before, we said, Vayikra Moishel Kol Yisroel. So Yidin are all standing there. Right then, when Moshe Rabbeinu calls all the Yidin, that's where it should have said, Atam Nitzavim Hayoim, and then go on and speak about all the amazing miracles and so on and so forth. If for whatever reason, the Pasuk wants to put in Atam Nitzavim over here, perhaps to emphasize the idea, Lifni Hashem Alekeichem, etc., etc., at least it should have said, it should have said, Vi Atam Nitzavim, with a vav that's continuing from the previous Parsha. You saw all these miracles, etc., etc., Vi Atam Nitzavim, so we must say that these words, Atam Nitzavim, are teaching us something new. Another point, says the Rebbe. The Pasuk says, Atam Nitzavim Hayoim Kulchem Lufnei Hashem Alekeichem. Now seemingly, they're standing in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. He's telling them whatever he wants to give them over. Why is the Pasuk suddenly emphasizing you're all standing in front of Hashem? Number three. Which day are we talking about? Atam Nitzavim Hayoim. This is referring to the day Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. Because in the end of Parshos Kisavoy, where it says, Hashem, lechem, lechem leiv Hashem didn't give you that heart to know and to understand, Ad Rashi explains, which day are we talking about? This is when Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Sefer Torah to the Bnei Levi. And as it also goes on to discuss in Parshas Vayelech, that this is all happening on the day Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, Vayelech is coming in one continuation to Parshas Nitzavim, says the Rebbe, if we should say, that the gathering at the end of Parshas Kisavu, when it says that Moshe Rabbeinu calls the Yidin, was only to tell them those things. You saw all the miracles and therefore you should keep all the mitzvahs and so on and so forth. In other words, that Moshe is just giving them another encouragement and strengthening in Torah and mitzvahs. Why is he waiting till the day he passes away? Why doesn't he say it much earlier? We know generally Mishnah Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu started saying already, on the 11th month, the first day of the month, that's referring to Rish Chodesh Shvat, much before Zion Adar, why is he suddenly waiting to say this point? You saw all the miracles, and therefore you should do all the mitzvahs only till the day he passes away. All of these points force Rashi to say that really when it says in the end of Pasha Savi, the purpose, the goal of that Vayikra Moshe was not those words, just telling them you saw all the miracles and do all the mitzvahs. Rather it was what says in the beginning of our Pasha, to bring them into the bris. And this bris is, of course, going to be mainly relevant as after they cross the Yardin, as Rashi himself says further in our parsha, And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu is delaying this until the day he passes away, which is very close 
the closest to the time, the Yidden, are going to cross the Yarden. In other words, the purpose of this gathering, Rashi is telling us, of the end of the previous Pasha was for this new bris that, that they're being, that's being made for the purpose of when they go into Eretz Yisrael. Says the Rebbe, based on this, that Atam Nitzavim Ayyem is clearly coming in continuation to that call of Moshe Al-Kol Yisrael at the end of the previous Parsha. And that the purpose of that call was to bring them in front of Hashem, to bring them into this bris. And the words at the end of Parsha's Kisavoy are more like a mimer, a musga, that just, by the way, in other words, there, 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 there are some points being mentioned, but that's not the focus of what Moshe Rabbeinu is about to tell them. Rather, it's only an introduction Says the Rebbe, based on this, we're going to understand another two details in Pshutish Mikra, which Rashi doesn't explain. Number one, the Torah, when mentioning all of the different people that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, that are standing here before Hashem, the Torah mentions Tapchim, the little children. Now seemingly, we don't usually find in Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu should be gathering and calling the children when he's gathering all the Yidden for any purpose whatsoever. Furthermore, Later on in Parshas Vayelach, where we have the famous mitzvah of Hakel gathering the men, women, and the children, Rashi immediately asks, Lama Bo, why are the children coming? And he says this was in order to bring, give reward to those that bring the children for Hakel. Says the Rebbe, it's understood that according to Rashi, in our Parsha, that's not going to be the reason. Because then Rashi should have said that already here the first time that children are mentioned. And not wait until he's going to explain this later in the next Sedra. Says the Rebbe, even though in the matter of our Parsha, the children did need to be there in order to be part of that bris, which was going to be for everyone. However, says the Rebbe, since Atem Nitzavim is the same, as we said, the same, a continuation from Parsha Savoy, the way we understood originally, that Moshe Rabbeinu is calling all the Yidin Parshas Kisovi. And then he tells them a number of things and also ends up speaking about the bris. So then the children should have been there right from the beginning, from Vayikra Moshe in Parshas Kisovi. When Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them about all the miracles and so on to do all the mitzvahs. Now seemingly, those things are not shaykh to the children because they're not mukhayiv b'mitzvahs. In other words, if we understand that this whole gathering all started with the end of Parshas Kisavi and the Atam Nitzavim is only a continuation to that, then why were the children even there? If the main point was what's what said in Parshas Kisavi, to encourage them about the mitzvahs, if it was not for the bris that we're speaking about over here. But since, according to Rashi, when it says by Yikra Moshe in the previous Parsha, it was for the point of what we're discussing now, Lach Nisam Bebris, to make a new covenant with them, so it's understood that right in the beginning, Right when they are being called, of course the children are there. Because the purpose of this gathering was to bring them into this bris. And therefore the words Atem Re'isam are only an introduction. That's not the main point of why the children are there. This is only an introduction to what we're about to say, the bris that's going to be made even with the children. Another point, says the Rebbe. Usually before we put on some sort of obligation on someone, especially if it's going to be a shavua, a promise, a bris, and so on and so forth, usually there'll be some sort of explanation, some sort of introduction. You don't come over to someone right away and place on them certain obligations and promises and oaths and so on and so forth. Says the Rebbe in our case, the Pasuk says, Atem Litzavim, you're standing here today, to pass with the bris in Hashem and the oath with Hashem, etc. 
This is a bris and a shvua for all yidin, all the different types of yidin, as the parsha enumerates. How does it make sense that, Rash, that Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't have given them some sort of introduction to something so major, to something so heavy? And the Rebbe says, this question would be true, both whether Vayikra Moshe Kol Yisrael in the previous parsha was in order to tell them Atem Reisem, that you saw all the amazing miracles, and therefore, um, and therefore there's also La'avrucha Bevris Hashem Uva'olasoi. And certainly if we should learn, if Atem Nitzavim in our parsha is a separate gathering, so we need to understand what's going on over here. In other words, if, again, if we are saying that Atem Nitzavim is removed from the previous parsha, or at the most Atem Nitzavim is just a natural flow after the previous parsha, what happened to a good introduction before this bris? But according to Rashi, we said that the whole point of why Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them in front of Hashem was Lach Nisam Bevris already in the previous parsha. This was the goal. So then we understand that those words in the previous parsha, when he's speaking about all the amazing miracles that Hashem did, that exactly is the introduction. To encourage the Yidden to have this bris with Hashem and to, to accept his oath. So this is all the Rebbe so far explained the first Pirush of Rashi. Says the Rebbe, the only issue with this Pirush is that according to this, what's not understood is this unusual word Nitzavim. According to this, the Lashon should have been, according to this, that the point of, Moshe should have been gathering them, was to bring them with a bris, to bris and Hashem. Why do we use this unusual word Nitzavim and not Oimdim, which is much more common in Torah? And in fact, even right over here, further in the parsha, it speaks about um, all of the people that Imanu Oimed Hayoim. We have this word Oimed even in our parsha. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, not only is it an unusual lashon, but actually over here it would seem not to fit because of the Toichen. Why is that? What does Nitzavim mean? As Rashi explains us elsewhere, Nitzavim means standing firm, standing strong, as opposed to Oimdim, which is just a regular sort of standing. If Moshe Rabbeinu is gathering them to make a bris with Hashem, with them, it's understood that Yidin are standing in what kind of position? They're standing more in a subdued way, more in a bitoldika type of way, not in the way of Nitzavim where I'm standing firm and strong, the opposite of bitol. So Nitzavim seems to be out of place over here. This is why Rashi brings a second Pirush from Medrash Agadah that actually this Pasek is coming in continuation to the curses in Parshas Kisavai. Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to appease the Yidin, to calm the Yidin down and saying, Atem Nitzavim Ayom, you're standing strong today. To such a degree that even though you made Hashem angry so many times, Hashem did not destroy you completely. You're still standing strong before Him. And this is, the word Nitzavim now makes very much sense. That means you're standing very firm and very, very strong. And according to this Pirush, yes, the meaning is not only going to be changed in the word Nitzavim, it's actually going to change the word Hayoim as well. Because since Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to calm the Yidin down after these curses, so we have to say that this is clearly, when was this, when was this all happening? Certainly it would have happened very soon after those curses were said in Pashas Kisavoy. So now the word Hayoim no longer means the day Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. Rather it means a day close to the time that the curses were being given. And the Rebbe explains, 
Number one, the point of giving the rebuke, giving the, giving this toichecha, was in order to encourage the Yidin to do Torah and mitzvahs, so there's no reason for Moshe Rabbeinu certainly wouldn't have waited all the way till he passes away. This should be done earlier. Furthermore, it doesn't even make sense to say that Moshe Rabbeinu should be cursing the Yidin, chas v'shalom, the day that he passes away. On the contrary, right before he passes away, he's actually benching the Yidin. Therefore, Rashi comes along and tells us the, the word Hayyoyim actually has a different meaning over here. It's not referring to the Hayyoyim in the sense, the day that it seems to be happening, the day Moshe Rabbeinu is passing away. Hayyoyim means over here something else. It's coming in continuation to the word, the explanation of Atam Nitzavim. What did we say Atam Nitzavim means? Atam Nitzavim means you're standing firm and strongly in front of Hashem. And in fact, all of these curses and the, and the, and the pain and all of that, that's actually all making you stand strongly in, for, in front of Hashem. Says Rashi, that's the meaning of the word Hayoim, Kayoim Azel, like the day itself that keeps on standing in all, in all times. And since these words of appeasement, of calming the hidden down, has to be close to the time that Moshe Rabbeinu said the Toichacha, this is why Rashi adds that the Psukim that are Closest to that, Parsha Shalomayla Mizu Piyusinheim. So in other words, what Rashi is saying is that all of those psukim at the end of Parsha's Kisavoy, where he says all of the miracles that you saw in Mitzrayim and so on and so forth, this is all part of what comes, what Moshe Rabbein is saying right after the curses, all in a way of calming the Eden down, appeasing them and so on. Says the Rebbe, the problem with this Pirish, however, is, number one, according to this, where should it said Atam Nitzavim? It should have said earlier, and afterwards, Atamar Isim. In other words, again, it should have said right after the Toichacha. It should have started off. The Moshe Rabbeinu calls the Yidin and says, Atam Nitzavim, you're standing strong, and you saw all the miracles, and so on and so forth. Because that's the main point of saying that, look, the Ebishter didn't destroy you, and so on and so forth. And in fact, all these curses and, and suffering and all of that are just going to make you stand strong. So this should have all been immediately after the Toichacha, before starting to speak about all the miracles that Hashem did for the Eden. Point number two. If, in fact, these are all coming from Moshe Rabbeinu to appease the Eden regarding the curses, then what are the Tapchim doing here? What are the children doing over here? This Toichacha, all of the curses... Definitely, um, don't have anything to do with them. It's not they don't understand the soul toichecha. They're not the ones that got upset by the toichecha. They're not the ones that need to be told all of this, uh, these words of appeasement. This is why Rashi brings a third pirush, and he speaks about the idea that the Yidden are going from one leader to the next, from Moshe to Yeshua, and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu is gathering them in order to encourage them. According to this, again. The word nitzavim is not in the sense of standing, rather it's more of an expression, as Rashi puts it, it's more of an expression of encouraging them, and so on. Now, according to this pirush, we're back to the word hayoim, meaning in the simple sense, hayoim, the day that he passes away, like according to the first pirush. Because that will very much fit if they're going from one leader to the next. That makes sense that it should be right when Moshe Rabbeinu is passing away. Number two, what will be understood is that Moshe, when Moshe Rabbeinu says, when he says earlier, Atem Re'isam, you saw all the miracles. And only then does he start Atem Nitzavim Ayoim. Because, again, what he said in the previous parsha is more Shaykh to the Toichacha. But what he's saying now is much closer to the time that he's passing away. And therefore, when they're going to be going from one leader to the next. 
And number three, says the Rebbe, we understand now also why the children are needed, because they are the ones also going to be going over from one leader to the next. So in other words, in summary, the advantages, the reason why we needed the third Pirish over the second, is because now the word Hayoim, and why it's being done close to Moshe Rabbein is passing away, and why the children are needed, is much more understood than in the second Pirish. So what's the problem with the third Pirish? Why did we not stick just with the third Pirish? Why do we need the second Pirish? So the Rebbe says the problem over here is, since it's connected with going from one leader to the next, so Moshe Rabbeinu should have actually said this much later, even after Pasha's Vayelech, right before he passes away. So why does it say it earlier? And the Rebbe explains, if Moshe Rabbeinu, according to the first Pirish, is gathering them in order to bring, to bring them into a bris, since it's relevant to the time after they're going to cross the Yardane, so it doesn't have to be the very, very last thing before he passes away. It could be a little bit earlier, since it's anyways not going to be, they're not crossing the Yardane right now anyways. So it could be a little earlier. But according to this Pirush, that the point is, they're going now from Moshe Rabbeinu into Yeshua, seemingly this should have been at the very, very last moment. So that's why, that's the problem with this third Pirush. The Rebbe explains that the second Pirush, the Medrash Agade, is closer to Pshutish Mikra than the third Pirush. Why? Because according to the third Pirush, the words Atam Nitzavim are really a completely separate thing and not related at all to the previous Psukim of Moshe Rabbeinu calling the Yidden in the end of Pasha Sovay and telling them about all the miracles and so on. Whereas according to the second Pirush, not only is Atam Nitzavim in continuation to the words of Moshe, Atam Re'isim and the end of Pasha Savoy, but in fact, that was the whole purpose of why he's gathering them, to appease them, to calm them down. And the word, the main words again is going to be Atam Nitzavim, you're standing strong. And therefore, in so many ways, this is closer and more similar to the first Pirush, that the purpose of Moshe Rabbeinu gathering the Yidden is why did he gather them in the previous parsha was for the reason of Lachnis and Bevris to bring them into this covenant. Which was the first Pirush, but here it's a similar idea that, that it's also coming in continuation to that. Says the Rebbe from Yenushal Toyed in this Pirush Rashi, Parshas Nitzavim, we always read before Rosh Hashanah, and this is hinted in the word of Hayoin, which refers also to Rosh Hashanah, and this is what Rashi is telling us, Malame, this teaches us, a Moshe Rabbeinu gathers the Eden in front of Hashem. The day he passes away in order to bring them into this bris, that is, even though at the end of Parsha Sovi, it said already that Moshe Rabbeinu told the Eden, Atim Rizim, you saw all the amazing trials and miracles and so on. And then it goes on to speak about keeping the words of this bris and do them. That means basically keeping all of Torah and mitzvahs. Nevertheless, the purpose of the gathering on this last day of his life, on B'yoy Moisei, a day of judgment, was Lachnisam Bevris, to take them into a special bris, which is an idea of going beyond Havonavah Saga, beyond understanding. And that's the idea of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is achieving a special Iskashros, an essential bond between the Abish and the Yidden. And this is Kashas, as Rashi says, Kinsim Lofneakadish Baruchu gathering them in front of Hashem, being united and completely becoming included within Hashem Himself, a level even higher than Torah and Mitzvahs. Nevertheless, even though that's going to be this amazing strong bond, but as an introduction to that, Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to them and tells them to do all of Torah and Mitzvahs in the end of Parsha Sova. Yishmartem is Divri Azois, Abris Azois, Vasisamoisam. Because the Iskashrus Atzmus, this essential bond, the Israel and Kuchabrich are all one, Begilu in a revealed way that's going to come through Torah. Because Torah is that intermediary that's going to connect the Yidden with Hashem. 
The Rebbe says this is as the Lushan that is brought in a number of times. The, the, the Zoyar says, Tlas Kishrin, there's three knots that connect with each other, that tie with each other. Yisroel, Miskashron, Boyerai, so the Yidin tie with the Torah, and the Torah with Hashem. And the Rebbe says, seemingly when you have three things connecting with knots with each other, seemingly you only need two knots. Where item one is connecting to item two, and then item two to item three. However, says the Rebbe, once the Yidin are connected to the Abishta through the Torah, then the Yidin are connected with the Abishta to reveal the connection that's really a much deeper one on their own, a iskashas that's higher than that through Torah, and therefore there's the three knots because there's also the direct connection between the Yidin and the Abishter, and in, in other words, in this bond, in this connection, there is the direct link between the Yidin and Hashem. And therefore, there's the three Ksharim, there's Yisroel, Oiraisa, and Kutshabrichu, which is the first thing, but then there's also the direct link between Hashem and the Yidin. This is similar like a circle, it goes a full circle. And therefore, says the Rebbe, there's this Hakdama, the first thing we're told is Ushmartem, you have to do all of Torah Mitzvahs, that will help bring out the essential bond. But the purpose of the gathering on Rosh Hashanah is that it's kashrus atzmos, of the of the Yidin with Hashem. Says the Rebbe, but that's still not enough. This bris, this essential bond, has to come then out in a revealed way. Both beruchnius as well as begashmius. Tav ashpoz, toiv gashmi, of Hashem, betoiv anirav anigla. Just like the Abishter wants from the Yidin, that there should be kiyum ha which is called a lekach toiv. We have to fulfill Torah and mitzvahs, but maise, but poil, and ha-maisu, or iker. So to the Yidin beg, and they get from Hashem, all of the Ashpois that also come down, but gashmiz, but toiv, anirav, anigla, but maise, And this then comes the next pirush that, Moish, that Rashi says, his chumoyshe lefaisam. Moishe Rabbeinu is the mamutza ha-machabed intermediary that connects Hashem and the Yidin achieves that Kayam in Lafanov that the Yidin stands strong in front of Hashem in a way of Nitzavim, standing firm, also Begashmias. And furthermore, that even all of these curses and all of these Yisurim only get the Yidin to a better place. And all of those negative things of the past are transformed into Baruch, Begilui, Betoiv, Hanirev, Anigla.